Hey, my name is Jason. I'm the producer of Relationship Radio. I wanted to let you know that we have a brand new website solely dedicated to working on your pies. Introducing itstartswithattraction.com. You can listen to every episode, learn about the pies, and sign up for our weekly newsletter. Go to itstartswithattraction.com. It starts with attraction, one word. It starts with attraction.com to get signed up today. We got the question often, why does my spouse hate me? Sometimes you just assume they do by their behavior. Sometimes they've actually said those words, I hate you. Well, if that's the case, is there anything that can be done? Can that hate be changed to something else? Can you change the relationship? Yes, it is a question that we get very often, and that is exactly what we'll be talking about in today's episode. This is Relationship Radio, an extension of Marriage Helper International, hosted by renowned marriage and relationship expert, Dr. Joe Beam, and CEO of Marriage Helper, Kimberly Beam Holmes. We answer your questions directly with research-based principles that you can implement immediately. Regardless of the situation, what we teach will not only make your relationships better, but will also help you to become the best version of yourself along the way. Turn up the volume and prepare to take notes as we begin this week's episode of Relationship Radio. Welcome to Relationship Radio. I am Kimberly Holmes. I'm the CEO of Marriage Helper, and I am joined today by the incredible, the fantastic, the wonderful Dr. Joe Beam. (laughs) I don't have much for you to inherit, but thank you for those kind words anyway. (laughs) You are very welcome. And today we're going to be talking about hate. This is a question, Joe, that we get so, so, so many times. And there's some things that we want to teach our listeners about hate before we go into a couple of listener submitted questions that will be read by members of our staff. So what are some of the key things that we need to understand that our listeners need to understand about hate? It may sound like a mundane point to some, but it's really very important psychologically. Hate is not the opposite of love. You see, the opposite of love is indifference. As a matter of fact, hate and love parallel each other because they both have the same three roots. And that's why a person can sometimes love and hate another person at the same time. There are things I love about you and things I hate about you. And there are different kinds of hate, ranging all the way from cold hate to hot hate. We won't have time to explain all of that today. But let's at least explain the three roots that both of them come from. Mm. Yes, let's do that. So when we look at the three triangle, the three parts of the triangle, you could say that make up love, those three are passion, intimacy, and commitment. We have some other podcasts, some of our YouTube videos where we go into depth about how those three things comprise the emotion of love from a a social sciences standpoint. But it's those same three things as identified by Dr. Robert Sternberg that also Mm -hmm. make up hate, passion, commitment, and intimacy. 
Yeah. And when we talk about intimacy, we're talking about openness, transparency, vulnerability, those kinds of things that, that I am able to open my heart to you, tell you about the facts of my life, tell you about the feelings that I have and that you can do the same for me. So when intimacy is working correctly, it develops trust and, and a strong emotional bond because two people feel, feel understood and try to understand the other. Passion has to do with the craving for oneness, which basically says, I want to share life with you. And commitment is a decision to do what it takes to keep the marriage or the relationship alive. And so intimacy can go in a positive direction. So can passion. So can uh, commitment or it can go in a negative uh, direction. So, for example, we may have had intimacy at one point, but it's been diminishing passion diminishing, even commitment diminishing. And that's what contributes to what Sternberg calls hate. And so hate's not always the hot hate of I want to hurt you. Sometimes it's very cold hate, like I just want to avoid you. But that's the kind of thing we can explain better in another format than this. Just understand that if your spouse hates you, we have to decide, well, what kind of hate are we talking about? So, Joe, both of these feelings, the love and the hate, come from the emotional experiences that a person has with another individual. So in this instance, it would be it comes from the interactions the husband has with the wife or the wife has with Mm -hmm. the husband that can create Mm -hmm. these feelings or love or hate. So let's talk a little bit more about what that looks like. Okay. And so it's not just the experience. Of course, it's the interpretation of the experience, as you know, because you have um, advanced studies in psychology. And so if I'm associating experiences with you that evoke positive emotions within me, then I tend to have positive stories about you in my brain. Like, you know, she made me laugh or he made me feel good or we enjoyed that experience together. And those are the things that contribute to the feelings of love. But on the other hand, if there being negative experiences like, wow, you uh, you yelled at me and I felt bad about myself, you you embarrassed me in front of other people, then those experiences are moving me away because I don't want to be open and transparent with you. I don't want to be with you. And so the experiences, the sum total of the experiences create stories, the stories that a person holds in their head about another. And so typically, while you will have mixed stories, One tends to dominate the other. So the positive stories dominate love. Negative stories dominate not love because positive stories you have in your head about your spouse lead you to value them, to see them as worthy. You want to be with them. Whereas the negative stories, if that's what you're holding in your head, tend to lead to just the opposite. I don't see you as worthy. I I devalue you and I want to move away from you. So understand that whatever's happening has to do with what's in the other person's head. If he or she hates you, it's based on the stories they have of you. Now, did you contribute to that? Absolutely. But are they interpreting exactly correctly? Maybe, maybe not. Mm-hmm. That's right. And to some extent, you can't control the stories that they have of you in their head, except to try and rewrite those stories by the way that you treat and act towards your spouse now. So, As we go through this, there's so much more we could talk about with hate. Um, But Mm -hmm. And Joe alluded to some of it, that people feel hate in different ways. There's cool, there's cold, there's there's hot hate. All of that we can't go into detail with here and now, but we actually do have a toolkit that goes much more into depth of all of these things. It's called the Why Does My Spouse Hate Me Toolkit. 
And in that, we we take that initial research from Dr. Robert Sternberg and we extrapolate how that applies to your marriage. The original research was actually done in regards to terrorism and hate groups. But there are principles of it that we can pull from it and say, how does this apply to changing the way that um, this emotion can show up in our relationship and changing the stories that our spouse may have about us, the negative stories they may have about us into ones that are more positive to turn that hate back into love. But you can find out more about that in the Why Does My Spouse Hate Me Toolkit, which you can get at going to marriagehelper.com clicking the tab at the top that says courses, and you can find it there. Or you can also click the link that we have in the show notes below. Right. What we did with that was we took uh, Dr. Sternberg's research about hate. He also does tremendous research about love. Mm-hmm. And then we um, added it to the experience we have had with thousands upon thousands upon thousands of couples so we could give uh, more meat to it, if you will. So Sternberg's brilliant about that. But we can help you understand the different kinds of hate. We can help you understand how you may have contributed to it, how you may not have contributed to it. Mm-hmm. And ultimately... We're adding even more material to that toolkit as we go along about here are more ideas about how you can overcome hate, Mm -hmm. change hate. Mm. So good. We have a question that a wife has submitted. And so from our team that will be reading the question will be Christy Sowell. She is part of our client relations team and she reaches out to people who have contacted Marriage Helper to talk to them about whether or not our products and services could be a fit for where they are right now. Christy, go ahead and read the question. Thank you, Dr. Beam and Kimberly for the introduction. Here's one of the questions that was submitted to us by one of our listeners. Why does my husband look at me as if he hates me? He says he doesn't want to hate me. We've been married for eight years. But six months ago, he said he doesn't love me anymore. I asked if there's another woman, to which he replied no. But three months ago, I found out there is another woman. He blames me for everything. What am I supposed to do? As we said earlier in the program, the three roots of hate are the same roots as the three roots of love, which has to do with intimacy, passion, and commitment. Now, when intimacy is diminishing, in other words, I'm not being open and transparent and vulnerable with you anymore, then it begins to be a lack of love, but does not necessarily become hate. Hate is when you don't want intimacy with the other person anymore. Not that it's lacking, but that you actually don't want it to occur. Now, think about it this way in terms of the question that the lady asked. If indeed her husband was developing intimacy with another person, and we don't mean just sexual intimacy, we mean the fact that he was becoming open, transparent, vulnerable with her as this affair developed. Even though he lied to his wife to begin with, saying, no, there's nobody else, she found out that there was. Well, by developing intimacy with that other person, then it would get to the point where most people would not want intimacy with their spouse because that would lead them to feel some degree of guilt. Therefore, I push you away. Not just that I don't want intimacy. Well, not just that I don't have intimacy, but I don't want intimacy with you. And then because of the fact that sometimes inside of me, I still feel emotions for you. When I look at you, it makes me mad. In a sense, I think I'm being mad at you. But in reality, I'm being mad at me. Because now you are the obstacle between me and the new person I'm developing intimacy with. So in this particular case, don't think that he hates you because that you are doing something wrong. 
although I'm sure that you're not being perfect about it. This look he's giving you is based on the fact that you exist. Now, I'm not trying to say anything bad about your existence. I'm glad that you're there. But you can't stop this kind of hate by doing some magic thing. What's happening is something inside of him where that he wants to be with the other person and you are an obstacle in the way. And therefore, he wants there to be no intimacy with you. And now he's feeling the opposite. I want you to go away. I don't want you to be here. And that's what's happening when he does this. And that's why it comes across as hate. Mm -hmm. And another part of this, Joe, is also probably he's feeling guilty. And so Mm -hmm. that even furthers the need to decrease the intimacy and distance himself and diminish in his mind the commitment to the marriage in order for him to alleviate some of that guilt that he's Mm -hmm. feeling and and kind of writing that negative story in his head right now to justify why he's doing what he's doing. So then, Mm -hmm. and of course, that comes across as hate. So what, where does she go from here? What is it that the wife can do other than, of course, get the why does my spouse hate me toolkit? What are some quick things? <laughs> yeah. That can definitely help you understand more about it mm-hmm. and the kind of hate that it is. But at least take comfort in the fact of knowing that even though you're not perfect, because I'm sure you're not, nobody is, that you're still lovely and you're still lovable. Mm-hmm. Because if you start thinking there's something wrong with me, it will lead you to behaviors that will actually justify his opinion of you. And so rather than doing that, remember, it's all about the stories he has in his mind and what's happening right now. In all likelihood is that he's rewriting history. What that means is he's not remembering anything positive about you because he's so focused on this new person. Well, does that mean it's hopeless? No, we have seen thousands and thousands of cases just like that. And we have seen many of them. As a matter of fact, when they come to the workshop, about three out of four of them that turn around and go back to being in love with each other again. But the key here then is to not do anything desperate, not to beg, not to whine, not to plead, and definitely don't do anything that you think would be a vengeance. Like, well, he's hurting me. I'm going to hurt him. In other words, don't justify, do not justify the feelings, the story that he's writing about you right now. As a matter of fact, you may see even more negative emotion from him by continuing to be the best that you can possibly be. In our system, that means following the pies. In our system, that means becoming a safe place. And his initial reaction to that is probably going to be even more negative than what you're seeing right now. But in the long run, that's what eventually begins to change that story. So he sees you in a positive light rather than this negative light. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And while... You can learn more about this and what you can do for the hate part. There are other resources at Marriage Helper that can be of extreme benefit to you in the situation now as well. As as Joe was just talking about working on the pies, we have a toolkit that goes along with that as well, the Art of Attraction Toolkit. They can teach you more about that. But for a more comprehensive system to follow in your situation specifically, it's a great opportunity to join the Save My Marriage course to learn exactly what you can do to bring your spouse back, especially when he's in the middle of having an affair. So those are some other resources you may want to look into. And again, you can go to that same marriagehelper.com and click on co- coaching and courses, I think is the heading there. Mm-hmm. And, and just scroll in that page and you'll see all kinds of toolkits and things like that. But did you hear the point? This is not because he's hating you for what you've done. This is because he's hating you for what it is that he's doing and the very fact that you exist. That means, please, and I'm being, I'm reiterating here, but I want to make sure you hear it. Don't get down on you. And understand that with time and consistency, you can change this picture by not 
doing things that feed his story of negativity about you, but continuing to be positive and strong for you. Mm -hmm. Let's go to our next question. This question is being read by Bill Seagroves. He is one of the marketing managers on our marketing team and helps make podcasts like this possible. His his team and what he is able to do gets this podcast to your email, make sure that it's put out so you see it every single week, wherever you listen to podcasts. So great part of our team and what we do. Bill, go ahead and read the question. Dr. Joe, Kimberly, thank you for the introduction. Uh, Our question this week for Relationship Radio comes from one of our listeners, uh, and they say, uh, what do you do when your spouse accuses you of emotional abuse, calls you a narcissist, and blames you for all the trauma in her life, meanwhile excusing her own bad behavior as responsive abuse? In, In other words, you abused me, so now I'm abusive to you. Joe, one thing I want to make sure we point out in answering this question is that if this person is actually being abused or there's been actual physical abuse, then we always recommend that that person contact the National Domestic Abuse Hotline. And we'll provide that as a resource, but you can Google that. They have a number. Always be safe. That is the number one thing we want to say Because a lot of people use the term abuse when it may not actually be physical or emotional abuse that they need to get away from. But just for those out there listening, we we want to make sure you have that as a resource. Always be sure that you're safe. Yeah, we are totally anti-abuse. At the same time, as you just said, Kimberly, sometimes people will use that word when what they're referring to is I'm not happy with the way you act mm-hmm. as opposed to the fact that you're doing some kind of damage mm-hmm. to me. But but thank you for making that point. It's really good. In the in the Why Does My Spouse Hate Me toolkit that we talked about earlier that, that you can get, understand that we do a lot more explanation than we do here talking about the different kinds of hate. But one of the things involved in hate, remember, we talked about intimacy, passion and commitment. Negation of intimacy results from feeling rejected by the other person, feeling that I can't trust you by telling you what I do or what I want to do, feeling I can't trust you by telling you what I feel. And when a person gets to that state, then then actually a negative passion begins to come about. Like rather than wanting to be close to you, I kind of feel violated by you. And therefore, I want to be away from you because you you don't accept who I am. You don't accept what I think. You don't accept what I feel. And so if she feels that you have done that now, again, uh, abuse to the certain level and only you can decide that level we can for you contact the help that we'll provide for you. But if it's abuse where I'm just irritated and aggravated with you because I don't like the way you've talked to me and it's not abuse to the degree where you actually need intervention, then understand that the first thing you'll have to do is that you will have to stop doing those things that she's interpreting and perceiving as you being negative toward her. You see, when there's a negation of passion, that's what's called hot hate. That's when you see the kind of emotions that you're seeing from her, where she's lamb blasting you. She's talking about, you've done this to me, therefore I'm going to do it to you. And when you indicate that it hurts, it's like, well, I'm glad it hurts because you hurt me before. That's a a kind of hate called hot hate. Now, here's the good news about hot hate or about passion. Of the three, intimacy, passion, and commitment, passion is the one that can change most rapidly, more rapidly than the other two. But hear this really well, whatever you're doing that, that she's seeing as not understanding, not accepting, not believing, not, not loving her as she is, that behavior, if it has not stopped already, 
has to stop or she's going to continue to feed that story into her head and never going to want to be with you in a loving relationship because she's going to see you as a person who has rejected her own being. Now, be aware that while this is happening, one of the things people want to do is they want to try and point out what the other person is doing wrong. So in this case, the husband might be wanting to point out what the wife is doing wrong. But realize that you're not going to overcome this hot hate she has towards you by by pointing out what she's doing. It's probably just going to fuel that flame of the hot hate and make it even worse. But you also can't overcome it by just allowing her to mistreat you. This isn't a chance or an opportunity or not a saying that you should just become a doormat and let her walk all over you and just accept this behavior. But you need to do something to create those stops is what we call them, those safeguards that offer protection for yourself, while also showing her the 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 good person you are, helping to rewrite those negative stories she might have of you in your head. So the key here is patience while also consistently demonstrating the the good person you are. You can show her that you accept her for who she is and what she feels without agreeing necessarily with what she's doing. And you can also communicate whatever you might be responsible for that has led to this. You can say, you know what? I, I realize I have played certain parts in this by doing this, by doing that, by doing the other. But you also don't have to accept responsibility for anything you didn't do. But in doing those things, that can help to begin to cool some of that hot hate that she's having. Okay. And so maybe we can simplify it a little bit. Stop doing anything that leads her to feel that you're rejecting her, not accepting her, judging her, condemning her. Stop any behaviors that you do there. Start doing the things where you value her and demonstrate that you value her, that you accept her as she is. And that's going to be imperfect, that you love her as she is. And she's never going to meet all of your standards. But demonstrate that while at the same time, not allowing yourself to be walked on. Now, there's a real art, Kimberly, Mm -hmm. in the sense that you need to hear. In other words, let her vent, let her say what she's thinking. But then, then you can say something back to her like this. I I hear that. I understand it. Uh, I appreciate the fact that you told me that. But now we need to kind of start tapering off. Just like I'm not saying negative and bad things to you anymore. I'm asking that you not say negative and bad things to me. If she continues to do that, you continue to be calm. Don't get angry. Don't yell back. Don't take any bait, if you will. But you can you can continue to say that I really can't live like that. Uh, You're right. I did some things that hurt you. It was painful. I accept that. But, you know, us lambasting each other, including you lambasting me, is not going to work. So stop doing the bad stuff. Start doing the good stuff. Let her vent, but don't let her walk on you. And if that's a little bit difficult to do, we have people with us in our organization who can help you think that through coaches that can help you work that through. You don't have to do it alone. Mm-hmm. And and while I'm making it sound simple, I know it's going to be kind of difficult to do, but you can do it. And with consistent behavior that you do patiently, you can actually begin to change the way she's acting toward you. Not because you're making it happen, but because you're influencing to happen by what you do toward her. And of course, we know and believe that one of the most effective things that you can do is if your wife will agree to come to our workshop with you 
to attend one of our workshops. But even if she won't, coming to one of our solo spouse workshops and beginning to learn this, this full picture of how to save your marriage and the best principles to have a great relationship is a great option too. And we have a way that you can find out more about our workshops by connecting directly with one of our client representatives. And you can either click the link in the show notes below to get connected and find out more about our workshop, or you can go to marriagehelper.com, click on the workshops tab. You'll be able to download a brochure to find out more or even schedule time to speak with one of our client representatives to find out more about the workshop as well. We're almost out of time, Kimberly. So would you like to give the key takeaways before we end this program? All right. Yes. Let's talk about the key takeaways. We've talked about a lot of good stuff, but here are the key things that you need to make sure to remember. The first one to remember is that love and hate both come from the the same three roots. And those are intimacy, commitment, and passion. The second key thing to remember that is if hate has developed toward you, then it's likely because either you weren't giving the intimacy that was needed in the relationship or because your spouse developed it for someone else. And while that might sound like bad news, the third point is that you can actually build the path back to love by working through those same three roots, working to rebuild intimacy, passion, and commitment. So that's the good news. And of course, you can find out more about that in our toolkit of why does my spouse hate me? The fourth thing to remember is not to manipulate, but genuinely offer intimacy by listening, by accepting, and becoming that safe place. The other two parts, the passion and commitment can come later. The intimacy is crucial and definitely needed. And then the fifth point is that you can't make your spouse change their feelings, nor should you try, but you can very much influence those feelings by what you do. And in what you do help rewrite those positive stories in your spouse's head. Well, Kimberly, we have a whole bunch of questions about hate. So let's do one more episode on hate and how you can get past or get beyond your spouse hating and put the relationship back together again. And so we'll talk about that on the next episode of Relationship Radio. But I think it'll be very interesting on this short video before we go. Um, so thank you to Dr. Beam and his whole team, Debbie, our breakout coach. Um, you guys were fabulous this weekend. Um, we've learned a lot about communication, um, how to talk to each other without it getting heated. I've learned a lot about the love path. I've always knew marriages work, but I took for granted that love was work. Um, I figured it was there, it would always be there, and we would figure it out. Um, but knowing the love path now, it's not like a bus you can get on and off at any stop. You've got to start back over. You get off the path, you have to start back over. So that's, that was huge for me. And then, of course, working on my pies, um, physical, intellectual, emotional, spiritual. That's, of course, that'll take me throughout my whole life, no matter what happens between he and I. I have to agree with Jennifer. I've learned so much this weekend about myself. I, we can communicate better. I can use this for not only communicating between us, but communicating with my coworkers and my kids. And I can apply this everywhere. And I think that's just absolutely amazing. You learn so much and you learn so much about yourself and you have to work on your pies and everything else. And I have to thank everybody there. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Relationship Radio. Please refer to the notes in the description to learn more about any resources mentioned in this episode. 
Please visit our website at marriagehelper.com for more information about our online courses, marriage workshops, and coaching. We exist to help save marriages and strengthen families. We look forward to interacting with you on the next episode of Relationship Radio.